Hey, everybody, welcome to another special episode of Puck Off. I'm your host, Chris Nozick, joined by my sneezing co-host, Andrew Johnson. We are here to talk to you today about the Colorado Avalanche. Hey, you were sneezing. Shut up. I man, I am I'm 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 struggling here, man. I'm I'm playing hurt, but we're, are we're, you we're doing this. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's dive right into the Colorado Avalanche. I know you and I have talked about it before. This is a team that you hold in a very high regards in the Western Conference. Love them. A perennial favorite for you. Love them. Um, right now, still over the cap, but they have Landis one. going to help with that. <laughs> I was going to say they have one major name to put on LTIR, and that's Gabriel Landeskog. So before we dive into Landeskog and, and all that, I know you were very excited to talk about this team. Tell me why. They are. We we on our last episode, we talked about Dallas um, and they're my pick to come out of the West. This is this is my we'll we'll call this my backup pick to come out of the West. I love how they've built this team, kind of like Dallas. I love how they built this team. Kel McCarr is the second best player in the world. Do not at me. Do not. Uh... <laughs> That's a debate. I think if, a if, if you would you rather would you rather have Connor McDavid or Kale McCarr? I'd rather have Connor McDavid. That's the debate. Yeah. But Kale McCarr is the second best player in the world. Don't at me. McKinnon, Rantanen, rebound by Ryan Johansson, signing Ross Colton, Miles Wood, Tomas Tatar for pennies. What the fuck? I know. I was going to say, oh, man, I wish you didn't get there. My favorite moves right now that this team has made. First of all, shout out. They've got Joe Kiviranta. On a PTO. Bubble playoff hero, Joel Kiviranta. Andrew Cogliano on a nice 35-plus contract. Thomas Tatar for 1.5. I don't know how the fuck they pulled that off. I don't know how he stayed unsigned, but my God, is he going to be amazing on that team for them. He's going to be great. I mean, you're talking your first line, uh, Nichuskin, Rantanen, McKinnon. The Nichuskin thing is 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 interesting. Because whatever the fuck happened in the playoffs with him, they better hope that that is quelled by the time the season starts because that could become a distraction. Yeah, I think they all have determined to put it behind them. Yeah. And no matter so. what, I as long as it doesn't rear its ugly head on them, I think they'll mm -hmm. be okay with it. But Ryan mm -hmm. Johansson, I mean, I would, I would argue that Ryan Johansson is Nutriskin insurance in case something happens. Sure. Okay, but at the I'll same time, he's still fucking Ryan Johansson. He's still Ryan. He's still Ryan Johansson. He, you could get seventy-five or twenty-five points out of him, and there's no in between. <laughs> but and, I think there is a rebound. And by the way, Jonathan Druin for only eight hundred and twenty-five k. That's probably the most interesting signing to me because him and McKinnon in Halifax back in the day. Holy shit! Listen, if, if if you're ever looking to try and re-spark some stuff like that, I mean, we're looking at it in Edmonton next to Connor McDavid. They have the two Connors skating together. So, mm -hmm. yep. I, I mean, you could feasibly have Jonathan Druin, Nathan McKinnon, and Miko Rantanen as your top line, which leaves Nichuskin, Lakinen, centered by Ryan Johansson. Mm -hmm. And you have Thomas Char on your third line. 
And Thomas Tatar is, is the anchor of your third line. Oh, by with the Ross, way, he's with Ross the Colton. I was going to say with Ross Colton and Andrew Cogliano. That's a great top. That's a that that's, that's a top nine that can win a cup. That's a top. Th- that's a top nine that looks around and goes, "Do we even need a fourth line?" Yes, and they play four minutes a night just so we can take a drink. Exactly. <laughs> their their defense is solid, as you mentioned. Kale McCarr, second best player in the world, no argument for me. Fine, that's all that has to be said. Best then top pair in the NHL with Devin Taves. Uh, yeah, Devon Taves, best sec- best other left side, I guess you'd call them. And then Manson mm-hmm. and Gerard, solid top four. Mm-hmm. Bowen Byram, questionable just because of injury, but not bad. Very good. <laughs> Very good when healthy. Yep. That's that's his only issue is health. But I'll you yeah. take him. If, if he's your bottom pair, if your bottom pair defensive pairing hinges on Bowen Byram being healthy or not, and that's what's going to get you to win a cup, then forget everything we said about the forward group. <laughs> Don't listen to us. Because none of the forward Why listen? Stop listening. Unsubscribe. <laughs> if you no, think an in and out of the lineup, Bowen Byram on the bottom pair sets them back that much, pick a different team to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you because yeah. it doesn't. I, I, I mean, yes. Owen Byram and Jack line. Johnson is like the most ineffectual third pair you will ever hear of. <laughs> yes, you want him in the lineup. Yeah. But I'm sorry. None of the teams that we talk about in the top 10 are we looking at the bottom pair going, that's what's going to hold them back. Mm-hmm. That bottom pair defensively is going to hold them back. Because you know what? At the end of the day, they all also have one thing in common. They have good goaltending. And no. Alexander Gorgiev and Pablo Francis are not otherworldly. They're not Igor Shosturkins of the world, but you know what they are? Very good. Well, Gorgiev is very good. Francis, Francis, Francis is a good backup, but he may nah, not. Play. He may not play. There's a lot of smoke surrounding Daniel Vladar going here, so keep an eye on that. But but what they are. Right now, assuming it's the two of them, mm-hmm. is there a very, very affordable one-two tandem that's good enough? Mm-hmm. Simply put, they are good enough. Now, let's say um, Francis can't play. Okay, mm-hmm. so now you have to go out and you have to find a replacement for Francis. Now, Alexander Gorgiev has been a solid, solid goaltender. We In the previous episode, we were talking about Ilya Sorokin and Jake Ottinger. Gorgiev has 191 career games. Do you have any idea what his career goals against average is in 10,000 minutes? I do not. 2.80 with a save percentage of 912. Those were, those were a couple of shaky years in New York, to be fair. With a couple of shaky years in New York. That's yeah. his career numbers. Mm-hmm. So his split, his five years in in New York, he had a 908 save percentage and a 292 goals against average. Mm-hmm. He played 7,000 minutes in New York. Mm-hmm. He had 59 quality starts in New York. That's 
the measurable statistic where it starts with saves, uh, save percentage greater than that for the uh, average of the year mm-hmm. um, or high, or higher than 88.5 when he sees 20 or fewer shots. He had 59 quality starts in five years in New York. Mm-hmm. He had 41 last year alone with Colorado. He had a really good year last year. And it was his first year as a full starter, and he he had he had the workload. Sixty two games, nine one eight save percentage, two five two five three goals against average. Not Again, bad. Sixty six point one percent of his starts were quality starts. He only had six what would be considered really bad starts, which mm-hmm. starts with a save percentage below the eighty five percent mark. He only mm-hmm. had six of those. He had twenty one in five years in New York. This guy's good. He's not we're, we're we're not talking about Kevin Lankin in good 1B. This guy's a solid NHL goaltending starter in this league. Mm-hmm. People got to get over it. Though the reason why he was looked quote unquote down upon in New York is because he was behind e- Igor fucking Shusterkin. Well, he was behind Igor, but also to be fair, he was looked down upon in New York because of the fact that. He was in the throes of before they retooled when they were rebuilding and he was getting shelled. Well, you know what else it was? Mm -hmm. He's the guy who kicked Lundqvist out of the net. Yeah, because he wasn't Henrik. That's right. He's the guy who was not King Henrik. Counterpoint. He knocked out Tony D'Angelo. Good enough for me. If you don't like it, puck off. Let's get to the Colorado Avalanche. Mm-hmm. They are up next. Ah, uh, my other Western Conference pick. 